0: Settling is not an option for me. Everything I desire is already mine. What if you can have it all? Because every day is for the girls. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of For the Girls. I'm your host, Victoria Alario. And today, we have the most fun interview ever. I got to chat with my friend, Mariah Grippo, who I met through the dating algorithm on TikTok, actually. And I interviewed her about Little Words Project, which she is a founding member of. And it is so inspiring. You guys need to hear all about this brand, the mission, her journey, how she got started, how they built it from the ground up. It is just such a cool, cool, cool brand that I'm really excited for you guys to learn about. And then we transition over into some TikTok talk, dating talk. It is hysterical chatting with her and I just loved this whole interview. I will say that I did cut out a lot, a lot, a lot because we actually stayed on the Zoom chatting for over two hours. So unfortunately there were some really funny moments that I would have loved for you guys to hear, but I know that you do not wanna listen to like two and a half hours worth of chat. So I did cut it down and I'm going to keep this intro as short and sweet as possible just to get to the point because I just want you guys to hear everything that we have to say and it is a long interview it's definitely going to be my longest episode um but it it was it was worth it i had a great time talking with her and i'm excited to introduce you guys to her girls i have something to share so let's take a minute if you are ready to live in your highest potential i have such a gift for you if you are ready to awaken your purpose And discover the ultimate key to happiness, the Soul Star membership hosted by Janet Namaste awaits you. If you have listened to my podcast interviews with Janet, including an episode called Trauma, What It Is, How to Identify It, and How to Overcome It, and an episode called Jealousy is the Root of All Evil, then you know what a gift it is to learn from Janet. I have been personally working with her for almost four years and it has changed my life. The Soul Star membership was created to support you in moving from surviving to thriving so you can awaken all your hidden talents and share it with the world, plus, awaken your Soul Star and live according to your divine plan. Each month, you will learn your unique style of communication, your love language, and awaken the healer within according to your soul's blueprint so you can navigate each month with grace, support, courage, and empowerment. You will get a healing each month and an angelic transmission directly for you and your loved ones, plus a monthly guidebook and journal to document your progress and what you've learned. And guess what? Janet will be there live alongside you covering thousands of topics including manifesting destiny, letting go, inner child connection, numerology, regression, hypnosis, awakening consciousness, healing ancestral karma, and so much more. Whether you are just starting in your spiritual journey or have already begun for years, this membership will enhance your ability to live a soul-led life. There was no better time to start than now. For more information, there is so much you can read directly on the site. To join the membership, you can pay for this monthly or you can pay annually and get three months free. And of course, this community has a discount. So for more info and the pricing, head to janetnamaste.com forward slash for the girls and you're going to check out with the code FTG10 to save. Now, on some browsers, you may need to add www dot before you put the URL. So that's janetnamaste.com forward slash for the girls. J-A-N-E-T N-A-M-A-S-T-E.com forward slash for the girls and insert the code capital F, capital T, capital G, number one and number 10. I am truly so excited for you all. And girls, this is going to be the greatest investment you've ever made into yourself. Okay, everybody, welcome today's guest that I am so excited to introduce you all to because she is a badass and we connected on TikTok actually. But now that I've been following her through Instagram, I've actually learned so much more about her because she was initially going to be introduced to you guys as like a TikToker and dating and all that, but she has a lot more going on, and I'm excited for you guys okay. to learn all about it. So, Mariah. Introduce yourself. Tell us who you are.
1: Wow, you're so sweet. Um, hi, everyone. I'm Mariah. Uh, I I'm not a TikToker, but like I use
0: TikTok. I don't know.
1: I am a founding member of a brand called Little Words Project, uh, and I do make TikTok. So I think that's like kind of both my identity now, which is random and new-ish, the TikTok thing. Um, but I've been with Little Words Project for like six years. So i much more identify as like an entrepreneur rather than a TikToker. But um, now more recently, I've started making content on TikTok and it's it's taking off in a sense. So Now I kind of identify as both. But yeah, I'm really excited to be here. I love connecting with people on Instagram, on TikTok. So when you reached out, I was like, oh my God, I love this. Plus you live like right near me. Um, I recently moved to Jersey City. So when you, like when we were touching base, I was like, oh my God, and she's right there in Hoboken. We have not hung out yet, but it is like (laughs) fully on both of our calendars to like become actual real life friends. So I'm very excited for that. But yeah, excited to be here.
0: I am very excited. And my listeners know, I like talk about it all the time. I'm like, guys, I did it again. It's a Saturday night. I'm recording my podcast. I didn't leave my house. I'm like, shit, I'm trying to like make more in real life friends and all that. But, you know, it happens. It happens. Um, Okay. So let's really get into Little Words Project because this is, this is amazing. So tell me everything about it. Like what is Little Words, Words Project? Sorry. What is the mission? How it started? Everything. I love that. Um, yeah. So Little Words Project
1: is a jewelry company and really a community-based business all about uh, spreading kindness and positivity amongst women. So every bracelet, it's a beaded word bracelets and every single bracelet has a word on it. And essentially you wear your word for as long as you need it. And then someday you pass it on um, to someone who needs it more. So, you know, it's, grown from our founder. Adriana started the company in her parents' basement by herself. Her mom was beating the bracelets. Her dad was literally the original shipping department, like very homegrown, um, you know, literally started from the bottom vibes for sure. And uh, she started out of college, but actually in college, she was making the bracelets for her sorority sisters and they were like passing them on to each other. And, you know, they really felt empowered by the words on these bracelets that she was making just for fun. Uh, and then she graduated. She was going to go to law school. And like this, as the story goes, she went back to visit her sorority sisters and they were all still passing the bracelets to each other. This was like a year later. And she's like, wait, you guys are still doing this. Like this actually is a thing. And they were like, what this like is what we identify with. Like this bracelet is like kind of who we are as a, as a sisterhood. And it, it kind of keeps us together. And she's like, holy shit. <laughs> This feels like I could make this a business. You know what I mean? She's like, I think other girls would want to be a part of this. This feels like something I could, you know, make bigger than just my college sorority. Um, and then she told her parents, she's not going to law school. And they, of course, were so supportive of her. Thank goodness. Um, cause that isn't always the case, I think with parents and, and big dreams, but they, they really believed in her. And, um, yeah, she started making the bracelets. She created a website and like within the first month she was profitable. I mean, obviously at that time she sold a couple of bracelets on the website, but, um, you know, it, it. It it took off right away, not in a major way, but it definitely was something that she thought she could grow. And she really, really believed that she could do something with it. Um, And then fast forward, she had one apartment with her boyfriend of the time, who's now her husband, and they made the bracelets in that apartment. And then they outgrew that apartment completely. And they had to get a bigger apartment in Jersey city. Both were in Jersey city uh, and outgrew that apartment. And then finally they got like a warehouse space in Hoboken um, and it was just Adriana and she had another intern type person kind of working, but it was, you know, a friend and um, yeah. And then I found her through Instagram. Actually, I'm pretty sure it was just like a random occurrence. I, I It was it, for me and like in my faith, I be- really believe it was God. I just know that he knew that I was looking for my calling and, you know, my purpose. And he brought me to Adriana. I really believe that. And I like came in for an interview. I had just moved back home from living in Florida for a year. I was trying to find myself. I knew I didn't want a super corporate job. You know, I knew I didn't want that cubicle nine to five, nothing wrong with it. But at the time I was in this really creative space and I was like, I want to find something bigger. I want to find something that really makes an impact, makes a difference. And I came across Adriana and Little Words Project. They had like less than 10,000 followers on Instagram, probably like 5,000 followers. And I was like, I feel like I can help this grow. I feel like I can, you know, I can help Adriana and I can help build this business. And I came in for an interview and she was like, I love you. Your personality is 10 out of 10. Like we'll definitely get along, but I really just need somebody to make bracelets. Like, is that something you want to do? You have a college degree. Like, is that okay? And I was like, from her energy alone, she's, she's such a, Adriana is such a force. She's like such a rock star. I've never met anyone like her in my life. I've never met someone who is so, um, just believes in themselves so deeply that it, it surrounds the entire room. You can't, you can't escape how incredibly, um, confident she is. And I just was so inspired by her. And I was like, honestly, I don't care if I'm making bracelets. Like if, if it has to start somewhere, I'll make the bracelets. And then someday we will make bracelets for the Kardashians together. Like I believed that, you know what I mean? I really did. And I believed in her and I believed in her vision and her, and her ambition. And we kind of started to just like ride the wave together of this, like un like unorthodox, level of belief in our, in, in, in this idea that she had. Um, and yeah, and I was, I was basically her first real employee. This was like six, almost seven years ago. Um, and I made all the bracelets with her and, you know, then she was kind of on her computer some of the hours and I was making all the bracelets and then she would bring in her cousin some days and the cousin would make some bracelets and funny, like interesting story. She had another girl working there who was essentially like, her old intern and then kind of was working whatever, but, but the girl was not a fit and she wasn't, she, it just wasn't a match. She wasn't going to be part of the family. We called the family. It just, it was not a match. Um, and the girl ended up leaving and then it was just Adrian and I really just us two. And she was like, you know, Mariah, you can, you can leave too. Like if this is, if, if you think this isn't for you and she didn't think it was for her, like I can do this on my own. And I was like, nah, <laughs> what? Like we're building this, like we're doing this. I don't care. We like, are you kidding? I'm in, I'm locked in. Like we just, we had this like moment and we just decided to keep going for it. And that's kind of where it all started. And now, you know, fast forward sev- almost seven years, we have like over 40 employees and a store on Bleecker street, which is amazing. And yeah, it's just, it's been, it's been crazy, but that's kind of where it started.
0: Wow. Wow. <clears throat> excuse me, I have full body chills. Like as soon as you said, you know, that she went back to her college and yeah. like sorority, whatever. And, um, you know, they were still doing this. Like it's, it's literally like, like how you said, like it was God. And when she went back to the sorority, like that was God, like she went back there because he wanted her to see no girl, like you created something here with these bracelets. Like you can't go to law school. You have to do this. Yes. Yeah. Like, And there it was no coincidence that she went back and saw that. I have to ask, do you ever find that people don't want to share their bracelet, though? Yeah. So, I I mean, honestly, a lot you would be surprised.
1: A lot of people do want to share their bracelet. Let's say like 40 percent of bracelet wearers will share them. But the cool thing is that 100 percent literally we've done so many surveys of this, 100% of those people who have given a bracelet away say that they would do it again. So like if if only 30, 40% are actually passing them on, all of them would do it again. And that's cool because it shows that like you're obviously wearing it for as long as you need it. But at some point when you realize you don't need the bracelet anymore and you do meet somebody in a bathroom at a bar or, you know, come across a nurse that helped you while you were in the hospital. I mean, all those types of things. And you just want to give them something more meaningful than going out and buying, you know, a gift or, or whatever it's, it's on your own wrist and it feels like you've worn it and, and you've um, accomplished whatever it is and you actually take it off and pass it on to them. It's like an unmatched feeling. Uh, Of course, I'm a little bit biased, but I, that is what everybody says, you know, that there's just nothing like it to take something off of your own body and pass it to someone else and explain kind of the journey of that kindness. And then hopefully they pass it on and register it because there's a number on every bracelet that you can register on our website. So you can genuinely register and and track your acts of kindness. And it's so cool. There's like no product like it. You know what I mean? And, and so people want to do it. Now the other good thing is that it's like 20, $25. So you're not offended by getting giving away a $25 item. I think if it was like $80, people would be like, all right, I'm not giving this thing away. Like, hell no. But $25, people are like, okay, I wore the shit out of this. This girl needs this word strength. She needs it more than me. And then passing it on just feels like you really did um, an act of, of service, you know?
0: Wow. Yeah. I, I think of it because I'm like, they're so cute. Like, I don't think I, I don't. would want to take it off. I don't pass all of mine on. I don't Yeah. Pass all of mine. Some I keep
1: forever. I have one that says chosen and I, I like that's, I don't know. It's just like a word that I love. It's a song that I love also, but it's a word that I really love. And I feel like I, I am chosen. I feel like I have been chosen to do all the things that I'm doing. Like this is my story. This is who I am. And I, and there's a reason for it. So I, I just don't want to pass that one on, but I don't know, maybe someday I will like maybe the right person who really just touches my, my soul. I might pass it on. We'll see. You know what I mean? I wear it anticipating that maybe I
0: will, but maybe I won't. I don't know. I love that. I love that. No, it's so special. Like you said, there's nothing like it. I mean, there are tons of bracelets with, you know, words on it and jewelry with words on it in general, but nothing as special as that. And I just think that that's that's why it's in the place that it's in and we'll get into that in a minute. But like that's why it's where it's at because it's so unique and yeah. it's so yeah. special. And it's not, it's not um, you know, the same as having like a nameplate or just like the same bracelet that everybody can have on, you know, when you go to a store and you know, I even remember the time I sent you the video on Instagram because I met those girls out to eat and yes. one of the girls had it on. And yes. I'm like, where'd you get your bracelet? And she was like, Little Worth Project. I'm like, oh my God. And I think that we literally connected like a week prior. Yes. I remember being like, I'm sorry for like being in your DMs again because yes. I'm like a stranger, but I had to show the- I had to show you this. And it's funny because, you know, not to say that like, like she didn't give me her bracelet; it wasn't to that extent. But we almost like bonded because of the bracelets, and they're my friends now. They live in Hoboken. I met those girls that night at dinner. Wow! So I that. yeah, like I didn't know them. We I just. Will like- say,
1: I will say a lot of times we will like the stories that we hear about the pass it on concept and the the mission really behind the brand to spread the to, to spread your word literally is that everybody who sees somebody in a little word knows that they're a safe space. Like when you see another girl wearing a little word, there's no part of you that's scared of her or intimidated by her. You don't think she's going to talk shit about you. You don't think she's going to be a mean girl. We've built a brand around nice girls. And like, that was when the, the, going back to the story that I said about the way beginning and, um, and Adriana and I kind of having that moment where she was like, Mariah, you can leave if you want as well. If you're not happy here, the way that that girl was, you can leave too. And I was like, what the hell? I'm happy. Let's build this. We like whiteboarded one night after like it was her and I at the warehouse, literally just whiteboarding ideas. How do we turn this into a community more than just a bracelet and a, and an idea, but how do we make people think that this is cool? You know, like what's cool about it? What sets us apart? And cool is an interesting term. We don't always like to use it because I'm not cool but I'm cool. (laughs) That makes sense. You know what I mean?
0: Like, I don't know. So you're like, you're meaning like, I'm not saying cool as in like popular, but like, cool as in like you want to, it's cool. Like I want to, it's not lame. I want to be a part of it.
1: Yeah. I want to be a part of it. And I want it to like impact other people. So we were like whiteboarding, whiteboarding. We had all these ideas. Literally when I say whiteboarding, it was literally a whiteboard and markers and us writing different things down. And we came up with like the nice girl concept and, and nice girl gang. And that we don't use the term anymore as much just because we try to Stay away from gang a little bit. Um, it just didn't age well, honestly. But in the moment, it was kind of like what we were we were feeling like we were just these nice girls, and it's cool to be nice. And it, you don't have to be a bitch to be cool. You can be a nice person, and you can also rise to the top. You know what I mean? You don't have to be an asshole. You can smile at other girls. You can be a friend to a stranger. You don't have to be mean. So. It's great to hear you say that because that's that's the ultimate goal. You know, when you see a person wearing our bracelet, you feel safe around her and you know that if you went up to her and you're like, "Wait a second, are you wearing a Little Words project?" that she'd be like, "Um, yes, I never take it off." And you're like, "Holy shit, I love that brand. It's never like, um, I don't know what I'm wearing. I put this on by accident." No one puts these bracelets on by accident. And that's really cool. Because like these earrings I got the other day from H&M and I, like if I wore these and if you were like, Mariah, where'd you get those? I'd be like, uh, but like I only just got them. So I remember it's H&M, but a month from now, I'm going to forget that these are from h H&M. and I'm going to be honest because they could be from the beauty supply store because I have a few pairs that look exactly the same yeah. from the beauty supply store. You know what I mean? But a little word, like you just know why you're wearing it and it has so much intention. And I think it's just great to hear that you met those girls and you felt you know, inclined to kind of build that community around that interaction.
0: Oh my gosh. hundred percent. Like I've never heard of it until I met you. And then I saw it on the girl and it became like really real to me because I saw it on her and now I could be wrong, but now I feel like I see them everywhere. Like now Mm -hmm. I feel like I see everyone have, you know, when like it's like a Facebook ad, like all of a sudden it's everywhere. And I'm like, okay, but I don't know if they are them or if they just like have a beaded bracelet on. Like, I don't know. And I'm like, do I go up to every person and be like, I know Mariah, like, you know, like, I don't know, like, do I, because literally with that girl, I like took a video I sent you, I said to her, I'm like, oh my God, I have to show it to Mariah. She's like, yeah, show her. Like, I love. Like, that. I don't want to be that obnoxious everywhere I go, but like, no, but, like I'm, sometimes it. I'm like too much because I love making friends. Like, I I know that I'm a lot, but like, you either love me or you hate me, and I'm just like, okay, well, this is why I couldn't stay in Miami because I just love making friends, and like, people don't like making friends, and I'm like, let me go back up north where everyone likes making friends. You know what's funny?
1: I lived in South Florida for a year as well when I like first got out of college. I don't know if that's the timeline of when you were there, but no. I. It was like right out of college for me. I didn't live in Miami, but I lived in like Delray Beach. And I had a really hard time. My job, when I worked at, the, I worked at iHeartRadio. And nothing against the organization, because I I had, I have friends now that are, that work for iHeartRadio or did work for iHeartRadio and now have their own shows, radio shows, whatever, podcasts, all of that. So I never want to like downplay the organization of iHeartRadio, but I was like severely bullied there when I lived in Florida. <laughs> like you just went from like no shade to like but fuck you guys yeah like no shade to iheart but they really fucked me up like those girls were so cruel they hated me they hated me but i have a very polarizing personality too which i'm sure that that's what where (laughs) you stand with a personality trait like i'm quite polarizing so you either love mariah or you think she's annoying so like like you either like I don't know. I can be hard to
0: be around or easy to be around. (laughs) Anyway, you you have me in tears because I feel like I'm looking in the mirror. Like that is me. The amount of times that I'm like, do I ask this person again to hang out? Like, is that yeah. Like, yeah. like, is that same. too much? Same. But I just, I genuinely, I, I was the girl who got in trouble for talking too much in school. Oh, and same. Like, you know, like I, but I was like a part of everything and friends with any everyone. Like, yeah. like I was that girl in, cl- in the school who was like, not like popular. I'm doing air quotes for those of you who cannot see, but I'm, I'm not like popular for like the wrong reasons. It's because like, I didn't shut the fuck up. I was friends with everybody like literally everybody so you know I just feel like I'm a little word type of girl so like I gotta get my bracelets now because how have I not sent you bracelets am I that fake um yeah you know it's actually funny because you asked me for my address and I and, never sent them. And I'm course, sorry. And i And I think that like, I like kind of like was a little on an ego trip and I'm like, oh, I'm totally getting these braces, but I didn't get them. And I was, sorry. I was totally humbled. I'm like, okay, that's fine. She wasn't sending them to me. She just wanted my address in case she's like getting married and needs to send me an invitation or something. I'm sorry. Otherwise, yeah. otherwise that's totally fine. I, I was, weird. I was humbled. There was a slight moment where I'm like, "Oh my god, she asked me for my after she's totally sending me a bracelet." But I'm sorry, fine. I it's am totally really or worse. Maybe, Wait. maybe you knew I was too selfish and wouldn't pass it on, so you're like, "Nah, let me." Right? So I was like,
1: "I won't send them big." No, that was a <laughs> complete accident. I'm screaming.
0: Okay, no, th- this is all perfect. So I want to back up a second because you just mentioned, which like is the perfect segue. You mentioned that you were at iHeart, so I want to kind of understand your journey, like. What were you doing before you went to college? Like, what was your plan? What jobs did you have? Um, did you go to school in Florida or you moved to Florida?
1: So I went to Rutgers university in New Jersey and I had, you know, family in Jersey. I'm from Jersey, born and raised, like very much a Jersey girl for sure. Uh, went to Rutgers, had a great time, you know, stay close to home. Um, my, my family need, needs me. I, I felt very responsible for my family. And I, I wanted to be here. I didn't ever study abroad, which sometimes I regret. I try not to live in regret, but here and there, I'm like, oh, I really should have studied abroad or like gone away to school or whatever. Cause I stayed in Jersey. So I think that kind of led me at the end of my four years of college that led me to want to move. And I was like, where should I go? What should I do? And I have family that live in South Florida. An old my oldest sibling and his kids, who I'm very close with. Actually, like my niece is 23. So i one of my nieces is 23. So I'm really close with her. So, you know, I was like, that'll be fun. Let me move, whatever. Mind you, I just graduated college. So everyone's like getting jobs. All my friends are going from this sales job to this nine to five. One's in the city, one's commuting into Jersey City, one's commuting into Hoboken. And I was like, um yeah, I'm going to move to Florida and uh, I'll figure it out when I get there. And everyone's like, you sure that you want to do that? Like my sister, mind you, my sister is my biggest cheerleader, but at the time she wanted what's best for me. And she's like, I think you should get a job. You need benefits. Like you need these things. And I'm like, "Mm, I don't need benefits. So I'm 26. I'll be fine. You know what I mean? I was just in that zone. Not irresponsibly though. Like I was just in a really creative place. I just wanted to like, go against the grain in a way. I don't know if it was like rebellion or what I just was like, I don't want to do the normal thing. So moved out to Florida. Um, and I got a job in a radio station. I thought maybe I wanted to do radio. So I thought if I, there was an opening right before I moved in West Palm beach at I Heart radio. And I was like, if I get that job, then it's worth it. Went there, got a job there as like a production assistant. Um, We were like out on the street a lot doing like different pop-ups and stuff like that. And it was cool, you know, I made the best of it. But again, I was severely bullied by the girls that were there. Not to go back to the organization being great. I did. I do think there's a lot to be said about radio and iHeartRadio. I have great friends that work there right now. Great supporters of Little Words Project that are huge fans at Z100. I mean, like they've really put us on the map. So that's why I don't want to talk about iHeartRadio because it has nothing to do with the organization. But the girls that worked at this specific location, this specific radio station were just cruel to me. And I had a really hard time with it. So I like finally probably like eight months, maybe like six months into living in Florida, I decided to quit. I was waitressing part-time some, some nights and a little bit on the weekends. And I ended up waitressing full-time at a restaurant and uh, like right by my family's house. And I made a shit ton of money. Like I, if you've never wait, have you ever waitressed before? Mm-hmm. Yep. Like it is just the job. Like I will go back to being a waiter. I loved it. I don't know what it is about it. I just, I'm a really good waiter. And like, I'm not ashamed of that. I was really fucking great. I made a lot of money. I made a ton of friends. I had random nights off. And I don't know, it was just a really interesting um, like chapter of my life that I really, really loved. And I worked a lot and I was like always really tired, but I loved it. Um, and then a year later, Goes by, and I kind of was like, okay, that was really fun. I loved everything about that. But I think I should move back closer to New York and get a quote real job, but still try to keep it creative. Like I wanted my mind to be really open to different things if I came across the right opportunity. Um, and then I came back. I was living with some friends in Morristown, New Jersey and, you know, paying rent, living in a house with three other girls. Like it wasn't the ideal situation, but it worked for the time. And I had an interview at Forbes magazine and I was like, Ooh, this is like a cool opportunity. Okay. This will be very creative. This will be very different. And I was like at the last stage of the interview process and I didn't get the role and I was like super upset. And then I, it like, was the weirdest timing because I was also in the process of like revisiting little words project because I had messaged them a year prior and she told me she was only looking for interns. So I like gave up, moved to Florida, came back. And then I was like, what about that bracelet company? Like maybe she's looking for an employee now. Um, and that's when I reached out to Adriana. So I actually got let down from an opportunity that I was really excited about and it kind of worked in my, in my favor, but I really have not had any other jobs. I had internships in college. I worked in television for a little bit. I worked in fashion a little bit, but none of them really, you know, you know, I didn't feel connected to any of them. And my heart always said that I wanted to build something from the ground up. I wanted that opportunity to really like build something, but I don't have any ideas. Like I don't, want to think of it. I don't know what to build, but I want to help something grow, if that makes sense. So coming across Adriana, who literally just needed a right-hand man, like I literally became her sidekick in all of life, in all of life, in travel, in events, in trade shows, in her, as her best friend, we became best friends. And I just was like, this is exactly what I wanted because I know that Adriana needs me. And then it became deeper than just Adriana needing me. Then the, you know, I became important to the brand. So, yeah, I mean, it took obviously a lot of time, but um, to like kind of find myself, but I never gave up on the mindset that I don't have to settle because that's easier And because it's easier to have a real quote job and it's easier to apply to something and it's easier to kind of be in a mediocre situation because of money or because of benefits or whatever it is, that's not to say that you don't need those things because I was very fortunate that I found this position, but I also was down to waitress because it made me happy. You know what I mean? And I was making good money. So for anybody that's like, oh, you know, I got to make money. So I got to get this nine to five grind that I don't like. I'm miserable. My boss is an asshole. He treat me like shit. Like, all right, get out of that situation then. Go try being a waitress. Go try working at your local, you know, Panera Bread, whatever, Starbucks. You know how many baristas I know that love their job? Mm. Like, do something that you love. You know what I mean? So that's kind of where my head was always at. I was always like, I don't care if I have to go back to waitressing because as long as I'm happy, that is what I want. And I proved that up until literally right now, still doing something that I love. You don't have to be 24, 25, 26 and miserable. We're young, like fucking be happy.
0: (laughs) I You are preaching, like you were always chasing happiness and like your true desires, which I just like- so inspiring because that is not the norm. Like that is you went so against the grain, so much respect for that because that is and it also because I I never heard anybody say, like, I love waitressing, I'm a damn good waitress. You know, like you're just proud of every stage of your life that you've been in. And I think that that's such a like admirable trait because I think anybody who ever gets a waitressing job likes to see listed as something that's like oh I'm just in between like yeah. I'm just like yeah. waitressing, like for the time being like then I'll get the job and it's like I just never it's refreshing to hear someone be like oh I'm fucking great at waitressing like trust me I wasn't so I don't have the same <laughs> experience right, but right. and I also wasn't like I didn't have a good boss and the whole thing yeah so just like not no everything
1: thing. has to kind of fall into place with it but
0: right, right. Yeah. so like you know you just like have this pride and like, Oh, I'm good at that. I had a good experience doing that. Like nothing wrong with being a waitress. And I have total respect for that. So thank you. um,
1: I think also too, with like, in being present in whatever you're in is so important with every stage of your life. And like, I, I did like a little Q and a on my Instagram the other night too. And somebody said, how do you cope with other people in different stages of their lives around you? Like, how do you deal with feeling behind in whatever stage you're in? And to be completely honest, like in every stage I was in, I never felt behind because I instead was so grateful all the time for whatever it was. And even if I saw my friends to my left and right doing other things, I still believed enough in what I was doing that there was a reason for it and a purpose for it. And like being good at whatever you are doing and becoming an expert in it and smiling through it, like why rush to the next stage? Because like the next stage might not come for six years. It could come in four years. Like why waste all those years rushing and like being unhappy that you're a waitress and making up excuses as to why you're a waitress when instead like you can proudly be a waitress and you can proudly be a barista at Starbucks because they are essential, literally essential workers. Like we need them and we love them and they can be fucking, they can make your day. You can make someone's day doing anything. You know what I mean? I love going to this little plant shop down the street in Jersey city because the family that works there is like absolutely incredible. And like one of the women that runs the like front, not the front desk. That's dramatic. It's a plant shop, but like, you know, the register She's friendly, you know what I mean? She's the most friendly person ever. And I'm like, I love going to that plant shop. I love talking to her. She makes me so excited. And so like I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go win the day. I just got my really adorable plant from this woman that I love. Like you can, you can do that. Not everybody is going to be, you know, a brain surgeon or an influencer. You're just, you. It, there's not only two paths, there's a million paths and we could just like enjoy our
0: lives in whatever path that we're in. You know what I mean? Oh my God. Like you are like just Spitting, you're spitting some fire. I'm just going right to spit some facts. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like it's one of those nights, I'm feeling inspirational. No, it's so good. Oh shoot, it is so good, and it's so true, and it's so refreshing because, like. I just, everyone needs to hear it no matter how fucking successful you are, because I'm someone sitting here making tons of money, loving what I'm doing. And then at the same time, I'm also like, but I'm not engaged and I don't have kids. And it's like, well, it goes back to that too. It goes back to dating. It's the same thing. It's all, it's all relative. Whether it's about money, relationships, kids, living situations, no matter what, it's like be mm-hmm. present because you only have today. Like you do not know what's going to happen in three months, three years. You, you have this no life. idea. So this is that life. is, that is so, 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 so powerful. And like, honestly, like I'm sitting here like a listener as well. Like I'm learning. So I'm loving this, um, uh, <laughs> But I have to ask, we gotta get into this. Tell me about the recent press because Little Words Project is everywhere right now. I know Lizzo, I know you just did like Camp Poosh with Kourtney Kardashian and freaking Adrian Balon, who I think is probably to me the most impressive of all because I'm like, love her. I die at her, I die at her. So tell me about all that. Like how did it, was this just a matter of like coincidence or is it like you guys have been working on this? Like how did that all come to be?
1: Um, I press is interesting because until we got a really, really good PR agency out in LA that we hired and they're absolutely incredible. I am like friend, like besties with our PR girls. I absolutely love them. Um, they're a very small boutique PR agency and they believe so deeply in our brand and they are like getting the word out to the right press people, to the right writers. It, it, it does sometimes have a lot to do with that. Obviously like you want it to be a really natural way that your bracelets just accidentally get placed everywhere. But our PR girls are actively working to get our bracelets in the right hands of the right influencers of the right celebrities. And they have all these amazing connections. Again, that was not the same four years ago, four years ago, we would like accidentally get picked up by whatever people magazine or whatever. And we'd be like, the brand would be spelled wrong or it would be like, it would be like top 100 things to get your mom for mother's day. And we're like number 98. So like, obviously it takes a lot of brand recognition across the board in order to get like really, really good press. Um, so only in like the last year and a half, I would say we've gotten like some really awesome press, the celebrity thing. I mean, again, it all comes with time and it comes with continuing to grind and building the shit out of your business. Like it just, it comes with that because you can't expect Lizzo to naturally and organically want your bracelets on her wrist until she has seen your brand or she saw it in the right store. The product looks really good. You know, we've changed our beads. We've changed our string. We have got, we have changed the way we tie our knots so that the bracelet's more sturdy and durable. We've changed our packaging. We've changed our logo, our branding so many times. So you're not going to just like get on Lizzo's wrist by accident. So now that we've gotten to a place where our business is, is sturdy and it's, you know, it's, um, something that people actually want to wear and talk about and, and share and track and all of that, then you start to see a little bit more pickup, but it has, you know, it has definitely taken time. The, the Kardashian thing, I mean, we, we've gifted two different members of the kardashian family who knows when they if they get them you know you hope for the best your pr company again helps you if they have certain celebrities home addresses and you're working with them you're paying them every month like you hope that they're going to get your product in the hands of these celebrities um, so it, it didn't start with the kardashians but a, a lot of big name celebrities have like recently worn them um, like from Taylor Swift to we were invited to like a Swiss Beats event for, with Alicia Keys, like things like that. And then, you know, one rapper, Tierra Wack, who's from Philly, she was wearing our bracelets and she organically passed one on to Alicia Keys. And then Alicia Keys posted it on her Instagram as like a swipe through of just like her wrist by itself. So like things like that, because her friend Tierra Wack actually passed one on to her again organically and authentically made Alicia Keys a fan of the brand so we didn't have to like ask her or accidentally you know she opens up a package and there we are um and yeah things like that occurrences like that that just happen kind of naturally and and in time with the right connections um the Kardashians had was really interesting we push the push team reached out to us and they said, we would love um, your bracelets to be a part of this mailer. And of course we were like, holy shit, this is insane. Um, and the mailer is really expensive to be in, like to be in a, Push mailer. Your brand has to pay, and I don't know if a lot of people know that. You know what I mean? In these like types of things, like you're you're not just in there for free. You 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 pay for a space in that mailer. And we were like, yeah, no, it's just not gonna. We can't afford it, honestly. Like we can afford it, but like we're gonna put our budget elsewhere. You know, we're gonna just like hope that other Kardashians wear these bracelets, and we hope for the best. And they got back to us, and they were like, hey. Courtney really loves your bracelets. Like, we really want to make this work. Like, can we do it anyway? And we were like, holy shit, yeah. Because like at the end of the day, they aside that obviously they're a business and they they're running a business, but Courtney herself wanted to support our bracelets and she wanted to support our brand because she liked them. And we were like, oh my God, this is so cool. So we were in one of their recent like smaller mailers. Um, with uh, like a liquid IV thing and Chris Jenner was posting them and lining up the braces on the top of the box. And it was just, it was awesome. Adrian Balon got one, like, you know, a couple of that people in, in that circle got them. Um, and then a few weeks later, Poosh reached out to us again and they were like, Hey, we'd love to have you at Camp Push. Um, You know, this is around how much it is again, like a sponsorship, the way that any brand would work with revolve or whatever. You're not going to these things for free. You, you pay to have a spot at these events. And again, we were like, yeah, we're not going to, we can't, it's just, it's too much. And then they got back to us again and they were like, Hey, um, actually Courtney really wants you there. And we were like, Oh my God. Okay. And then we went and we got to like make bracelets with Adrian Balon and, um, Nicole English. And I mean, so many of those like awesome people who we're all incredible. Unfortunately, annoyingly, Courtney came the night that we weren't there. So we didn't get to meet her, but heard that she loved the bracelets. Her and Travis were like all over that area of where our bracelets were. So it was cool. And um, yeah, we got to spend some like really intimate time making bracelets and hanging out with these, you know, major people. Oh, Not to forget that just a mere two weekends before that, Jessica Simpson wanted us at her kid's birthday party. So we were in Palm Springs, like we were in LA and and Calabasas, and then we were in Palm Springs the following weekend. And we were just in Jessica Simpson's backyard, like chilling with Northwest, Psalm, Chicago. It was absolutely insane. Absolutely insane. Oh my. Wait, so did you meet Kim? I met Kim, yeah. She was perfect in literally every way, like absolutely beautiful. So sweet, like the sweetest soul I've ever met. No makeup, stunning. Oh my God, she was perfect, I don't know. I have no no bad things to say about her or her adorable family members or Jessica Simpson. Jessica Simpson was so nice. Her husband, 10 out of 10.
0: He Um, treated us like family, what? Who's her husband? I don't even know who her husband is. Um, His name Why is- Why do I feel like it's like Nick Lachey? Is it not? No, it's not. It's not. <laughs> it's not.
1: It's a normal guy. I honestly don't remember his name, which is horrible to say, but oh he God. was such a good host. He treated us like family. By the end of the night, I was literally inside of their house, like playing with the kids. Like, you like, oh, anyone want leftovers from the party? Like, yeah, they were like, you guys have to eat all of our food. We were like, no, we're not going to eat your leftovers. They were like, you have to take this leftover home. I was eating an In-N-Out burger, like on my way out the door. The dad was like, you have to take this. Please eat these burgers. I was like, all right. It was crazy.
0: In Calabasas, like in the neighborhood that all of them live in, I'm shook like first insane. of all i mean i'm ecstatic for you like i'm i'm so happy for you i'm also at a loss for words though i'm like Babe. everybody listening you couldn't see my face when she said she met kim but it was beat red <laughs> with my jaw to the floor because i was instantly like oh. and right i'm about. never like starstruck or anything of that sort like i'm really not into pop culture but something about the kardashians man is like yeah. i saw a tiktok
1: recently that was like if there's one thing i'm gonna do it's keep up with the Kardashian. Like, <laughs> I'm keeping up. And I'm that's not a lie. Like, I don't really watch the show, but I am gonna watch this new
0: Hulu one. Like, I I keep up. Mm-hmm. I keep I, up. I totally I am in there like somewhere. I watched the premiere of on Hulu as soon as it came out. Like right. I, yeah, I know I'm so with it. Wow. You know what I have to say about your bracelets? Cause I thought about it in the beginning when you said it, and now it really hit me with uh when you said. I forget the rapper's name who gave to Alicia Keys. You guys, the concept that you came up with, well, I guess that Adriana came up with, but the whole concept of passing it along, guys, free marketing all right. day long. Right. It's like genius. the fact that people are just willingly for free marketing your brand, telling people, giving them the product, like no one just walks around with samples of a product that they like, right? Whether it's right. a beauty product or whatever, per- perfume. No one just like, oh, I love my my lipstick. I love my perfume. Here's a sample, take it, try it. No one, that doesn't exist, okay? That doesn't happen. So the fact that people are, like you said, taking it off of their body and giving it to others, you are literally getting free marketing on a right, re- like right now, as we speak, there is someone giving somebody else I know. A bracelet. Like it's so mm-hmm. smart. And it also is like, employee uh, employee um customer
1: retention because like you we're retaining all these customers because they they come and like customer return they're coming back because they're giving their bracelet away and then they're like
0: oh I really love that and then they come buy another one mm-hmm. it's so smart yeah you know, no, I mean, really- that's, that's like absolutely genius because I, that's that's how I felt I'm like oh but what if no one wants to give it away but it's true they're gonna give it away and then they'll just like get themselves a new one like that's yeah. Oh, wow. You guys are fabulous. Before we transition to TikTok, guys, this is probably going to be my longest podcast interview ever because you have the <laughs> two, like, I don't think I've ever interviewed anyone that's from like up North. Like I'm from New Staten Island. You're from Jersey. Like we could yeah. just like not stop. So, it's okay, Yeah. So that's fine because it's nighttime. So we got nowhere else to be. But before we transition into the TikTok thing, I have one last question for you because I know you're not the CEO, of course, but like you said, you've built this brand from you know the beginning, from the ground up. You are a founding member. So I want to know because you're having this press now and you're having these results now. But like you said, four years ago didn't exist. Six, seven years ago didn't exist. And there are just so many entrepreneurs out there and people and aspiring entrepreneurs who want to be in your today. They want to have your today, but they don't want to. Do what you did six years ago, right? Like they don't even try. They they struggle with this idea of failure because they think what they have isn't like cool enough or good enough. And like, what? I don't. The worst is when they're like, I don't have enough Instagram followers. And you guys are starting this with not even Instagram being like a thing back then. So, what would be your piece of advice for people who aren't like seeing the light at the end of the tunnel? They aren't. They're not afraid. They are too afraid to fail. They're not willing to fail. They're not willing to struggle. Like. How has your journey been over the past six, seven years? And, you know, what kind of like, you know, kind words, I guess, but you could, you could get in. I go all in on my tough love. Would you like have to share with those people? I feel like it takes a
1: really unique person to build, to take a risk. Risks are really hard to take. And a lot of people don't want to take them. You know what I mean? A lot of people want to make up excuses. A lot of people want to do something that's easy. So taking risks is hard as it is. But to build your own business, it takes a really unique person. And to be completely honest, I was not the entrepreneur. Adriana fully did, it, did the thing. She thought of the idea. She built the thing. And I was there to support her through the growth you know, the moments when our website would crash or when we were so tired sleeping in the airport because we had two trade shows in a row and there's a snowstorm in between and we can't get back from Atlanta to Dallas and we're sleeping in the airport. Those moments when I'm making her crack up with laughter because I'm like juggling apples in the middle of like the United Lounge and she's like, Mariah, you are absolutely insane. It's 3 a.m., but thank you for making me smile. I think that quality, the quality to like, keep going and like just believing that whatever it is that you're doing is worth it and people are going to love it. And just an undoubtedly shameless and, um and, and like, never-ending belief in yourself and like adriana has taught me that so much and that's what she learned growing up it's like her life quote um her mom says it in in spanish quereres poder it means like it means like if you want it you can believe it and she says it to her her whole childhood she said it forever and adriana like instilled quereres poder in my life like You just have to believe in whatever it is you're doing. If you have to stay up all night, if you're crying, if you're breaking down, because if you don't believe in it, other people aren't going to believe in it. You know what I mean? People aren't going to just like blindly follow you. They're going to follow you because you're not blind, you know, because you see the light at the end of the tunnel. So until you see it, and you can tell everybody, no, follow me, trust me. You know what I mean? This is going to be really cool. This is going to be amazing. This is going to change the world. Then don't be an entrepreneur. And that's okay. You don't have to be an entrepreneur. Not everybody needs to be. I'm not an entrepreneur. You know what I mean? Adriana was, but I can give my heart and soul and belief in to something. And I could keep building it with her and I can fight for the things that she's fighting for. And I could find my own path within this company. She's given me creative freedom. She's given me support. She's given me tough love, you know, as a founder, as a friend, um, to really believe in myself too, because I don't, I never knew what I was doing. My role has changed like eight times since I've been at Little Words Project, but she, she keeps me, you know what I mean? She's like, I couldn't, I can't do this without you because you are the heartbeat of the brand. So, like, I think at the end of the day, for the people that don't believe in themselves, that's the first problem. Because you're never, you can't build something unless you believe that it's going to work. And then what we always say is, like, if you build it, they will come. So if you build the thing, people are going to want to be a part of it. You just have to, like, do it. And not complain about it and not say that you're not worthy or that you don't deserve a seat at the table. You deserve a seat at the table. You deserve to be in that room, whatever room it is, but believe that you should be there. You know what I mean? And and it, it can't come with excuses because then just don't do it. We're, we're, we're selling a beaded word bracelet. Anybody can make this. Everybody does make this. So like, what sets us apart is that we just have like that unnerving, like, to make it to the finish line mindset. And we've had that from the beginning and, and to not like it, not, it hasn't been easy. (laughs) You know what I mean? To put it softly. It's been really fucking hard. It's been really hard. We have had financial hardship. We have made bad decisions. We have fucked up a lot of times and we still believe that the kindness and the goodness that is being served by our product is bigger than the mistakes that we make or the stupid shit that we say, you know what I mean? Um, so yeah, you just have to go for it and believe that you deserve to be there.
0: It is so, so, so true. I mean, so many parts of what you said are it's funny because they're literally things that I say in all different podcast episodes. So, you know, um, failure is part of the process. I have a whole entire podcast about that. Like you're going to go through these hardships, like you said, like Mm -hmm. mistakes and, and things that might set you back, you know, then you're like, all right, hold on. Like, let's regroup here. You know, like, let's start over. Like it happens. And, and if that's your, your fear is failure, then like you said, don't be an entrepreneur because it is literally part of the process. Like it is literally going to happen and that's fine. Not everybody has to be a business owner. Not everybody is even cut out at all for it. And the other thing um, you said, people are not going to follow you blindly. Like people are going to follow you because you know where you're going. And I have a whole episode on confidence where I say, you know, confidence is the transfer of belief. So Mm -hmm. if you literally don't believe in yourself, you are transferring a lack of confidence. And Mm -hmm. when you do believe in yourself and you radiate that confidence, you are transferring that belief onto people and people are going to go wherever you tell them. If they see somebody standing up, you know, like two feet tall, whatever, what's the saying? Not two feet tall, 10 toes down, some shit like that. that (laughs) I'm confidently saying the wrong quote, not two feet tall, like 10 feet motherfucking tall. But you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like 10 toes down, like you stand yeah, up yeah. and you're like, I know what I'm doing. I'm going, come with me or not. People mm-hmm. are going to be like, shit, I better go with her because she knows where she's going.
1: Exactly. And that's
0: just what confidence is. And you said it from the beginning, like, you know, the, the moment that you met Adriana, she just had this confident aura about her. And you're like, take me where the fuck you're going because I'm yeah. coming, like I'm, I'm coming, you know? Yeah, and that, right. is, that is literally what confidence is. It is the transfer of belief and the second that you you know transfer that negative energy on people, they're gonna be like, she don't know what she's doing. I'm not. Yep. I don't want to. You know, I don't want to follow someone who's about to fail. You know, so it is every single thing that you said, I could not agree with more. Every single time you said something, I'm like, yep, I talk about that. Yep, I talk about talk about that. Mm-hmm. And it, it's no matter whose mouth you hear it from, it's we're all gonna say the same thing. Like you. Okay you can't go into anything with this mindset of like, Oh, I'm not good enough. Oh, I'm going to fail because that is exactly the outcome that you're going to create. And, mm-hmm. you know, it is, it is. So I love hearing, you know, um, the way that you put everything, cause it's all so true. And I think that everybody needs that reminder, you know, like they could hear it from Gary Vee and they could hear it from, you know, Ed Milet and all these speakers and everyone who has these podcasts out. But then it's like, it. sometimes it takes one person who they can really like re- relate and resonate with. And I feel like you are just such a good voice for so many people Thank that you. it's, that's, that was great. I love that. Um, but now I know, I know what the people really want to hear. So we're, we are going to close this up with some TikTok stuff. So we, we everyone just stick around a little bit longer because we are going to transition right now. So TikTok, dating, you're done, the whole entire thing. <laughs> like, how did that start? What made you decide to start posting on TikTok with your whole, like, you're done dating series? Oh my
1: God, it's honestly still so weird. I, um, I started making TikToks in like the end of December, like beginning of January, like, well, consecutively posting end of December during like the holidays. So in between Christmas and New Year's, I was home. I had a lot of days off in between the holiday and I had gotten through yet another letdown from a guy. I don't want to call it a heartbreak, but the heart was broken. Okay, like, let's keep it 100. The heart was (laughs) the heart was shattered. And that happened in like end of October. So I had like end of October all of November, all of December to like be healing and dealing with that and talking to friends and getting through that heartbreak. That was absolutely shocking. And I thought this person was definitely going to be my husband. I was like, ready. I was done. I was good. I was like, yep, it's fine as hell. He's great. He's perfect. He's great. He's my man. Like this is my husband. And it didn't work out. Um, He like completely just left me. We never spoke again, literally never spoke again. And randomly during the holidays, I was I downloaded TikTok. I hadn't even downloaded it before, except like making Little Words Project TikToks during COVID just to do something for our freaking, to keep our brand alive. And um, I started making a couple of silly ones and they they didn't do great, but they didn't do terrible. Like they got some views more than I've seen other people who just started make. So I was like, okay, like, I don't know, maybe I could make these videos. Let's try posting like every day during the break. And um at that time I was in that like really bitter yet funny stage. A lot of times I say this all the time, but like sometimes my heartbreaks make me funnier. <laughs> I feel like when a guy really fucks me over, I become funnier. And I sometimes thank them. Like I sometimes want to call this guy that played me in October. And I want to be like, thank you for everything. <laughs> thank because you I, for my new career. <laughs> thank you for my side career. Okay. Because you're paying. A, a lot of my new bills. So I have this new apartment. So appreciate you. You know what I mean? But anyway, I, I felt like I was just in this like funny, like dating zone. I put up like a couple of videos and one was just like a viral sound and I tried it. I filmed it one time and it did so well. It was not me talking. It was just me throwing the phone and being silly. It did crazy engagement. I woke up to insane amounts of notifications. I was like, what the literal fuck? Went on Instagram. I'm getting reposted by like betches and like all these other big ass Instagrams. I'm getting Instagram followers. I'm getting DMs from people being like, hey, can we repost your video? I'm like, what is going on? And like, This is all in that same like week period, but I started posting twice a day because I, I basically said to myself, end of December, I was like, okay, everyone's telling me get on TikTok. Everyone's like, Mariah, you're funny in the moment. You're quick. You're witty. Just like get on TikTok. Try it. I was like, what do I really have to talk about though? Like, I don't know, little words project, but that's hard because it's such a, a kind and lovely brand. And I feel like I'm a little like crass. What's the word? Like that's a word, right? Crass. (laughs)
0: I don't know if I've ever heard that word in my life. Crass. I don't know if that's a word, but like, I'm a like, little bit can like, you put it in a sentence? Like, I'm crass. I don't feel like I've ever heard. Yeah, I don't that. think
1: crass is a word, but I'm like a little bit um rougher on the edges. No, I don't know.
0: Please, let me, Google let me it. I'm googling it. Hold on, hold on. Oh yeah, no, you're actually. It literally says crass is lacking sensitivity. Well, I don't like the rest of it, but it says lacking sensitive sensitivity. Yeah, like you just intelligence. It literally says lacking intelligence.
1: But you come off like I come off harsh. So I was like, okay, I don't want to talk about Little Words Project because I I don't, you know, I have other things to say that maybe little words project's not on brand. I don't know. And I was like, well, I've gotten played hella times. And this one video about dating as a 28-year-old did really well. So there isn't there is a market for it. And I started to say to myself, like, okay, I'm going to post the next 10 days, twice a day. And let's just see, let's just see if people think that they're funny. And let's see, I don't know. Let me just like, think of some funny, like Christmas morning, waking up without a text from your ex content and see if people like it. That video did really well. I'm like, oh my God, like, this is so weird. And then I randomly had 10,000 followers, like right away. And, I, and all my friends are like, what the hell? Adriana's like, Mariah, go, go, just do And this is it. This is it. You're going to kill it. Just go. We were right. And I'm like, holy shit. So I started like that you're done series randomly, because I was like, maybe if I start talking to the camera and more so being inspirational in a way of like things I will not allow while I'm dating anymore, like I'm done. This is after New Year's because it's the new, it it was like January 1st, whatever. And I was like, okay, what's a new series that I can make up beginning of the year. Girls want to start their year off right. Things I will not allow while I'm dating this year. That's what I'm going to talk about. Like whatever. And let's just see what happens. Put up the first video, a million views.
0: I'm like, all right, well, (laughs) this was meant to be legit. Actually, that's so funny. My first two videos that I posted were also in January, right? A little after they were January 8th and they also got like 800,000 views. They didn't hit a million, but they were my first two videos talking about dating it was literally January 8th I've been like tracking my growth by like every 30 days and same I don't know maybe maybe like that
1: time period the algorithm was like really working in the dating sphere's favor because like the growth that I the growth that I had was insane. Now it's like slowed down a lot. And I'm very good friends with um a really well-known TikToker, Erica Priscilla. She's a close friend of mine.
0: Okay. And
1: she um she has kind of not warned me, but she's like, Mariah, like it's gonna level set. You know what I mean? You're not just gonna like grow a hundred thousand, then one fifty, then two hundred thousand. Like it's gonna slow down and it has. But the beginning was so exhilarating because. It showed that like, I am not alone in this shit of dating. Like there are so many people out there, so many girls that are dealing with the same shit. And you're one of them. And we met through this platform. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we're just not, we're not alone. All of it, everything that I say is something that somebody else has gone through.
0: You came up because we were posting the same shit yeah, And you must've said in your video that you were like moving to Jersey city. Cause that's, I think that's what I commented. Right. I think like, so. Oh my I God. Think so. Like you are like normal and cool and like on the same wave as me and you're moving 10 minutes away from me. Like I love this. And that was, no, that I got was, so excited I
1: too. When you passionate. messaged me, I was like, Oh my God, I love this for us. This is perfect. Yeah, you, you have, post to have a lot. You
0: push a lot more than me. Oh yeah. I, but you know, here's the thing is that like some of my videos really like slack, like some of my videos get literally 800 views. So I'm like, okay, well now I have to like just post again because yeah, that's not going to cut it for the day. You know, like if my videos were doing numbers every day, then I'd be like, okay, I'm done for the day. But I'm like, oh no, no, no. I'm not even close.
1: I don't even know. Are you on any dating apps? Like, are you like, actively dating
0: so okay this is a great segue to get into this conversation because I so I was on a couple different apps that I just deleted because they were like those like cool apps you gotta like pay every year for and I just was like you know I'm not like seeing any like groundbreaking men or like any like better results on here so I'm like what the fuck am I paying like what a hundred dollars a year for like I'm not I'm not desperate you know like I don't I don't need to just like have my picture up here and it just like was whatever so I deleted them the only one that I kept was hinge um and I am at a point now where I just posted a video the other day that I'm like I think I should just delete it like I'm having trouble like finding it effortless and I just feel like if I have to force myself to get on this app have a conversation match with someone like that is not fun and that is like like not what I that's not not the predicament I want to meet my person in you know like what's your take on them are you on the apps I think I feel like you are I feel like you posted a hinge video the other day yeah 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 I'm on
1: I'm on hinge because I do think that there's like a lot of at least opportunity on there. I also semi am using Hinge for content, to be honest, which is like fucked up, but I'm not having any conversations. I'm just screenshotting things that are absolutely bizarre and using them to like rate what I'm actually seeing on Hinge. But um, I'm also on Raya and I have, I mean, the last guy I was dating was from Raya and like, I truly thought he was going to be my husband, but like, you could also say like the opposite effect happened because he left me and it didn't work out, but I I've had good conversations um with good guys on raya and that's it i'm just on hinge and raya that's it
0: currently okay and you use it or like not so much
1: yeah i check it like maybe twice a day (laughs) i check it like 500 times i thought you you about to be like like
0: twice a week you're like i check it twice a day
1: i check it right when i wake up and right before i go to
0: bed i cannot even lie Oh my no, that no, I'm not judging you at all. It's just not what I thought you were gonna say. Because like, there, there really are some cuties on there. You know, some of these girls are straight up dummies on TikTok, like posting like the celebrities that they match with on Raya. And I'm like, okay, so blow your chances of being with anybody. Like, I don't know, like you, you know what's people? crazy?
1: I matched with um Vinny from Jersey Shore last week. <laughs> and I made a video for TikTok of like help me to decide what I should say and I thought that that'd be really funny and then I never posted it because I was like I don't know what if he actually does answer like there's a chance he might be actually looking for love and like I might fall into a category so anyway I ended up messaging him he never answered so now it's been like a week and a half and I'm like you know what I'm about to post that TikTok because if I'm gonna get something out of this it's a damn viral
0: video like (laughs) what Let me make some content out of it. I but I don't know. I'm against that. Because then I feel like other members of Raya, if they saw it, they'd be like, oh, well, if I see this girl I'm not matching with her, because what is yeah. she going to post? My, my, I know. You know I'm I am against the- Well, that's the yeah. same exact predicament that I'm facing right now. Because I went on a second date
1: with somebody yesterday. And it was a great date. Super cute. Like, good time. And he told me that three of his friends sent him my video from last week where I was talking about, like- somebody like putting on chapstick and that the bar for dating is in hell and it wasn't him but he was like when my friends first sent me this they all thought that it was about me so everybody's roasting me in the group chat and then then after that they sent him the video of me talking about my date with him and they were like no this one's about you and I was talking about how he's tall and the date was great and he's like I was initially like really hurt about the chapstick. I was like, is she talking about me? And then I was like, okay, no, she's actually talking about me in this one. Then he was like, Ooh, then I was hype. My brother sent it to me. I'm like, bro. So this is the first, because TikTok to me is, is still new. And I only started dating again when I moved to Jersey city. So like, I just kind of got myself back into the game. Cause I was in between, like I was gonna move, I was looking for apartments and I was like in the middle of New, New Brunswick, New Jersey, like basically. And I was like, I'm not finding anybody out here. So I stopped dating for a while. And then I like got dropped in, you know, October. So like October, November, December, January. And then I moved. So like, I finally, now I'm like back in the game like March, April, like dating again. And I now have a TikTok following. So it's very new for me to like have these conversations. And I have to like, I have to tell these guys, unfortunately, on a date. And it's like weird, but I have to say, like, I make TikToks. Um, It is not my full-time job, but I do get paid sometimes. And I talk about dating. I might come up on my, on your for you page. If you are in dating TikTok at all, because like, there's not a lot of us, I don't think. And there's a chance you're going to see me. And they're always like, nah, like it's chill, whatever, like live your life. But this is the first time on a date that a guy was like, yeah, like, cause I've been telling my friends about you, whatever. And then they all saw you on their for you page. I'm like, perfect. Really great. Love that. So oh God. a new thing to navigate, but it seems like he didn't care that much. But I think if I was talking shit about him, maybe he would have.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. Like, you know, I just see these girls that are like, Oh Ben Affleck like wrote to me on Ryan. I'm like, girl, like no one of importance will ever match with you anymore. Like you are blowing <laughs> it. Like eh, you just you can't. Like I don't know. I Listen, I get it. I get it. Like it's views, it's content, it's funny, it's relatable. Mm. I have I have a bit of like a complex I think like with it I'm like I don't know I don't think that I can get like that personal because I have this thing where it's like if they I don't want that to be the reason that they're not interested in me that they're like I don't want to I don't want you to expose like our privacy you know Like like I'm also it's funny because I talk so much. I share so much. My whole life is on like social media from what people see, but I'm Mm -hmm. actually a very private person. Like most people know nothing about like my actual like dating life and this and that. Like my friends like won't even know I'll be randomly in conversation. I'm like, oh, well that guy that I went out with my friends are like, what guy? (laughs) Like, who? I don't know why I'm like that. Like, it's just like in my nature, I think because I've been single for so long, I don't want to get anybody's hopes up. I'm just like, let me not even say I'm on a date so that next week they can be like, oh, are you still talking to that guy? And I can just be like, nope, I'm not. Because the last time that I, the last time this was actually like exactly this time last year, it was like March or April of last year. I met a guy when I was in Miami who was from New Jersey. And I was already like kind of mentally like checking out of Miami. And like, I didn't say this to him because I would never have wanted to like say to a guy like, Oh, I think I'm moving back. And him be like, Oh, what? Like now nah, because you met me, you know? So I, I never said anything. And in my head or in my heart, I'm like, wait, this is going to be so like um, spontaneous. Like I meet this guy randomly and now I moved to Jersey. And so I like, Told my mom, my grandma, my cousins, like, I literally, I was such a creep. I literally screen recorded us on FaceTime and I showed it to them because I'm like, I have no other, he's like older. He doesn't do Instagram. He's like 38. I'm like, I have no other way to show you guys this guy. I'm like, but what do you think? Blah, blah, blah. And then as we're like starting to talk over the next few weeks, he was, he was going to come to Miami to like spend his birthday with me. And then he like started to become like dickish. And I, you know, I kind of told him like not to come to Miami because I was like, I don't know how I feel about you staying with me. Like things are weird right now. Like, I don't feel comfortable with like, I only met you once in Miami. So now Mm -hmm. you coming back would be the second time we meet and you're like staying in my apartment. Like, yeah. and, And I kid you not, like I was so mature with how I said it to him. And I just, I really tried to like, set a boundary but not like end things like i tried to just like you know mm-hmm. and this guy was straight up like are you kidding he's like you live in miami i live in jersey i would never be with you Blah blah. And i'm like what oh. relax and in my head i'm like you know what thank god i didn't tell That's this guy like i think i'm moving and like start like getting all hyped and all that because you're a fucking asshole, you know, like, first of all, you think that they like get more mature as they get older. And I'm like, Oh, cool. This guy is, um, I think he was 12 years older than me. I was 26. He was 38. And I'm like, and yet I'm 15 years more mature than you are. Like, I just couldn't. And so After that, I'm like, I'm done telling people when I meet anybody, when I do anything, like I'm already so private to begin with that, like, now this just kind of like embarrassed me for like sharing. So I feel like I have my own like thing with like, I don't like to tell people things because then they're like, they, they, they fucking remember they bring it up and I'm like, which guy, like we're on number like 5,000 at this point. I don't even know who the fuck you're talking about. So I feel like that's my thing. So it's not like I'm judging. I'm just also like, "Mm, be mindful of what you share because you never know. I I don't want anyone to ever be like, oh, you know, you were really chill, but like, I don't fuck with how you share our personal business, you know? know. And that's what I am maybe struggling with that a little bit, but I'm also like, I don't, I don't care.
1: And I want somebody to like, think I'm a fucking clown and just think I'm so funny and just be like, yeah, I mean, if like, I want a guy, he's going to have to be on my TikTok. Like he's going to have to like come into the camera and like make everyone laugh too. So, and I look at my friend, Erica Priscilla and her fiance, soon to be husband, Scott. I totally know. I totally know who that is. Yeah. And like Scott is just so funny and and they're like that in, in person too. Like they're the same way. And he's so supportive of her and he does whatever she wants with content. And, and, and like Adriana and Bill, Adriana and her husband, Bill, he is just down for whatever, but more so I'm talking about like TikTok type people. And Erica just, I mean, everything she does, that's funny. Everything she does about, talks about, whatever. It doesn't matter. He supports it. And I do think that I'm going to have to have someone like that, especially because I have a podcast and I work for this brand where I'm a little bit forward facing and I'm not behind the scenes at all. So I just have to- you are on the scene. like yeah, you- I'm on the scene. I'm on the scene and I, I can't have someone who's insecure about it. I dated a guy and, and he was on fucking Broadway. He was on Broadway and yet he was insecure that I was going out to LA for like a Nike event because he's like, I know you like athletes and there's probably going to be athletes
0: there. I'm like, you know what? That's you his own. Yeah. That's his own personal like insecurity. Know. Listen, listen to each their own, right? Like I has their thing. I, I have this whole thing too where I'm like, okay, I'm such a social media person. Do I want someone to like come into that world with me? Or do I want like that, like behind the scenes relationship where like everyone knows I have a boyfriend, but like, I don't share. Like, I don't know. I'm still, I'm like, I can't wait to find out though. (laughs) That's for sure. I can't wait to find out what the dynamic is. I have to ask though, what is your ideal date? Like if you are actively dating, you are meeting people like, are you a dinner girl? You said you don't drink. So like going for drinks is probably not. I mean, I would go like
1: quote, go for drinks and I maybe get like one margarita and like drink a little bit of it. I'm not like, like you said, I'm not sober. I'll go for drinks and I'll have half of a drink. I will go to dinner with somebody. Um, yeah, probably just dinner. Honestly, if we're going to go at this point, this age, I can't, what's even another date? Meet at the
0: bar, meet at the club, the club. What am I going to do there? (laughs) Okay, but Mariah, this is what riles everybody up on my TikTok because I say I will not accept a date other than dinner. Like that's, the you only, know, and the guys are like, Oh well, if you can't afford dinner, I'm like, that's not that is not the issue at hand. Like, I can very much afford dinner. Like, I am um, you know, a single person. What do you uh, do you think that I starve? Who do you think buys my meals on a regular basis? Like, that's not that's not the concern. The fact of the matter is that, like, I'm fucking old and I want a gentleman who's going to take me to goddamn dinner. Like, I don't enjoy drinking, so like, no, if you ask me to go to drinks, I'm going to tell you no. And If I happen to want to have a drink on a date, which I probably won't, if I happen to want to, that's my own prerogative, but I just can't put myself in a position to agree to drinks when I know that like, chances are, I won't want to drink. Now, you know, everyone here knows you, you are the queen of you're done. So Mm -hmm. for everybody listening, um, and everybody maybe watching on live, um, if you don't know Mariah, like she literally started her whole TikTok doing, like she mentioned earlier in a couple of questions back you're done. So she would just say these one liners, like if a guy, blah, 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 you're done. So mm-hmm. what would be, you know, what are your top 10, you're done or your top five, as many of that can come to mind. Like, what are your biggest red flags, your most absolute deal breakers, total nose for you? Like you are fucking done. Total
1: nose, total you're done. Um, I'm <laughs> it's so sad. I'm really done with everything. It's not even funny. <laughs> Things that I'm like absolutely done with is like someone who's not empathetic, not kind, doesn't put others before them, like the selfish guy, um, the guy who is like thoughtless, you know, somebody who just kind of flies at the seat of their pants and like hopes that I'm going to be there for the ride. Like I really I'm just done with like minimal energy, um, minimal effort. Um, somebody who doesn't know themselves, somebody who doesn't have any passions or um, excitement for life. You know what I mean? Like just somebody who I can't, I feel like I'm up here, you know, like my everything I'm doing is high energy and happy and giving and caring and thoughtful. Everything I do is intentional. And someone who's just kind of riding by you're just so done
0: to me. <laughs> you know what I mean, you just have to be. yeah, like a floater. Like you're just you're, you're someone just who goes all in, you know. And you want yeah. someone who goes all in back with you. And I just feel like yeah. it's it's so true because so many people are so. I say it all the time, like a go with the flow type of guy, like you know, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. And like, they don't like to make the plan. And it's just like, no, like you are totally, totally, totally done. Like a guy who, a guy who has that mindset of like, we'll just see where this goes. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just, I don't want to, I don't want to force anything where it's just like, like, do you yeah. have any, any like energetic vibrations? Like, do you know how like things work? Like it does everything. Like, it's just, no, no, no. So. <laughs> right. Total no, like no, we're
1: all we're we're all into the nothing but intention right now. And then if not, like I'd just rather remain single. Like I'm fine with being single too. Yeah, you know I mean? that's actually better than dating yeah. someone who's not um, doing it for the right reasons, you know, and doing it with purpose.
0: To wrap this up, um, I I just had somebody literally the other day DM me being like can you please like say on your podcast, like give me advice on, you know, I think she said she was like 18 or 19. She wants like a, a piece of what, what would I tell my younger self? What would I tell my 18 or 19 year old self? So what I want to do is both of us give um, one tip, like one piece of advice career wise and one piece of advice, like dating wise, like that we would tell our younger self, 18, 19 year old self. So one in one, if you, what, what would, what would come to your mind that you would tell your younger self? in both career and dating?
1: Um, Career-wise, I think I would tell my younger self to probably to uh, be confident in going against the grain and doing something different and knowing that even though your friends aren't doing the exact same thing as you or, you know, your family members might be saying like, hey, why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? if you're, and I know I kind of mentioned this already in the episode, but if you're happy with what you're doing, like be confident in that and choose happiness first in your career. Cause when you graduate college and you're young and you're trying to figure it out, like a lot of times you choose the path that everybody takes, or you choose the path that feels like the right path or the path that maybe will bring you money or whatever. And all of that stuff matters. But I do also think that like, we only have one shot at life. This is it. This is all we get. And like you spend 80% of your life at your job. So if you're genuinely not happy, you know what I mean? Make a change um, and and find happiness. So I think I would just like continue to reiterate that, but I learned that later in life, I would say. But when I was younger, I was like nervous about what people would think about what I was doing. Um, And then in terms of dating, yo, I'm going to be completely honest. Long distance doesn't work. And this is a really big hot take. And maybe it works for some people, but I really have a hard time believing that it does. So I would tell my younger self, be single. You don't have to force a relationship because of distance and, you know, it's hard relationships should not be hard. And long distance is fucking really hard unless obviously you have to do it. You know, your boyfriend's going away to war, whatever, like he's being stationed somewhere else. And, okay, that's a different story. But like, I did long distance with a student athlete who went to a different college and was playing basketball at a different school. You know what I mean? Why am I doing that? Why was I trying to, why was I trying to push that so hard? It was so hard and relationships should not be hard, period. They should be easy. That's why you're in them. You should be in a relationship because it is easy, not because it's hard. So word of advice, younger self, if it felt hard, don't do it. Don't keep pushing it because that's what I literally always did. Like I would push the wrong relationships, because I thought that by fighting for something that it'll become right, but you just shouldn't have to fight for it. It should just be happening.
0: Mm, I love that. I love that. There's one saying that I I learned four years ago and that I live by, and it is, um, if it doesn't feel right, it isn't right. And I think that that just goes perfectly. So my, my things of advice career wise, I'm going to say, go all in, Like Mm -hmm. finish what you start, like do not start things and quit, you know, listen, granted, if you hate what you're doing, don't stay, but like, don't quit because something is hard. Don't quit because you're having a hard time and people are judging you and people aren't supporting you. Like fuck all of that. If you believe that this is going to be your end all be all, if you believe this is your thing, if you know that it's possible, go all in finish what you start. Stop making excuses, fight for the dream, you know, like just keep going because sometimes the most painful things are the most rewarding things. And it doesn't matter who you lose in the process. If they're not meant to be in your life, then they're not meant to be in your life and your supporters, your family, whoever will support you along the way. And, you know, just don't worry about outside noise because I've lost friends along the way who didn't believe in me. And you know what? I'm like, they're just not meant to be a part of my life. I would rather do what I do now than do what they want me to do to have them as friends. You know, they're not meant to be my friends. Um, And I think one of the main things that I hear when people, when I talk to girls and they tell me that they lack the confidence to do these certain things that they want to do, they're like, oh, I'm just afraid of like what people would say. And I'm like, what's the worst thing that would happen? You lose fake friends. Like, that's, you can't live your life for other people. So- yeah, you're done. Bye. <laughs> Bye. You're done. <laughs> um, so that would, that has to be my thing with that. Like, I'm just such a go all in person and hearing your journey with like little words project and everything, like how you just like said to, you know, Adriana, like, I don't care what I got to do. Like I see the vision I'm all in. Like, I am don- not worried about X, Y, and Z right now. My eyes are on the prize. Um, so that's, that's, you know, and then when it comes to dating, I think it's just, you know, like, I mean, there, I have endless amounts of things that I can say, obviously, but I think that the main tip that I, or like word of advice that I would give my younger self is like, if, if he makes you feel insecure at all, if there's any point in time where you're like, is this one-sided? Like, do I like him more than he likes me? Like, he doesn't show that much respect. or He makes you feel like, like unimportant, like don't, I liked way too many guys that I felt insecure about. There were way too many guys that liked me on certain days. And then other days I'd be like, why are they so hot and cold? Like, like, how come when I hang out with them, they're so nice to me. But then like, I almost feel uncomfortable texting them. I feel annoying contacting them. Yeah, no, no, there were way too many. When I mean, thinking about like me in college and like the the guys, like the shit that they put me through, I'm like, what the fuck did I like about you? you half the time you made me feel good. And the other half the time, I literally felt like I was annoying you by contacting you. And that is simply not normal. If you feel insecure, if a guy makes you feel insecure, or you just happen to feel insecure, he's not communicating with you properly. He's not respecting you the way that you deserve to be respected. He's half in half out. He's hot and he's cold. Fuck that. Literally tell him, listen, you can operate the way you want to operate, but it's not going to work with me. You could do it with somebody else. I want someone who's all in on me. I know how much I like you. I need that back. And if you can't give me that, I'm not going to ask you for it. I'm just going to get it from somebody else or I'll be single. Like I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to entertain you out of boredom because I I don't want to be single. No, I'd rather be single than be stressed the fuck out because a guy that I like that says he likes me is also like his actions don't match his words, you know, like So that has to be my, my, me, it has to be because I just think about how many guys like gave me a really hard time guys. Honestly, this was by far my funnest interview that I've done. Like we, yeah, like, no, we just connected on a different, a totally different level. So that was, that was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed that Mariah. I know my audience, like I know the, for the girls committee and they are going to fucking love this interview. So I'm excited for them to, I hear about you and learn about you and everything. So thank you so much um, for doing this with us. Thank you for having me. This was so much fun. Um, you guys, if you want to follow me, just Mariah Grippo
1: on anything. Um, and almost more importantly, Little Words Project, because that's the ultimate goal here to keep you know spreading that kindness. So Little Words Project uh, or Mariah Grippo, you can find me both places. But thank you so much for having me. And uh, yeah,
0: this was awesome. Yay, thank you.